everyone, me, I'm Bill Kirkenbauer, and this, this is the Kirkenbauer half an hour to the second power. And this person here, hi, that's Jason Wallet. What's up, everybody? Um, <clears throat> we are here to entertain you for about a half an hour. Sometimes we fudge on it. Sometimes it's <laughs> 32 minutes. Sometimes it's... 42 minutes, but it's never less than half an hour. You're always Some... guaranteed a half an hour of whatever the fuck this is. Last one was 75 minutes. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. well, you, know, you can't hold it back. I, I used to have club owners say, well, how, how long do you do? I go, I go until either I'm tired or they're tired or we're both tired of it. And yeah. I try to stop a little bit before that. You know, they always say, always leave them laughing. And that's, that's comedy. Yep. You may have a minute, you might have a day. A month is much too much, or wouldn't you say? A second is too short, an eon too long. A week is just stupid, and so is this song. tonight is how you can make everybody happy the answer <laughs> you fucking can't so forget it okay next subject <laughs> <laughs> you know you really can't i have people contact me sometimes say they don't like what i said or what i did or and then other people pray praise me i got an email the other day sometimes and oh i love you to say stuff so you can't make it and i and you know who i remember saying that Johnny Carson. Mm. Somebody interviewed him once and said, you know, and he, he had a very high Q. Uh, you know what a Q is? A v- Q. Oh, like a Q rating. Yes. Yeah, yeah. This was, no. this was how focus groups and marketers. Well, they still do it. They still do it. Do uh, they? Per- yeah, they still do it. They always do it. It's, it's a, particularly it's for a person. Uh, people with very high Qs would be like Johnny Carson at, at the time. Recogni- you know, recognizability. Say, rec- well, they, they they do it on three points. They do it. They show them a picture and go, "Do you know who this is?" Mm-hmm. Yes, you get a point. No, you don't get a point. <laughs> okay. Do you know their name? Yeah, I know. It's uh, you know Justin Timberlake. Oh, he gets a point. Uh, and then they say, "What do you think about him?" Oh, I think he's hilarious. Blah blah blah. He's a great singer. Blah blah blah. I love Montana. So and so that would give you points. Now, if they hold up my, you know, my picture and say, who this? And I, they would say, I don't know who the fuck that is. I don't get a point. So, <laughs> and they say, what's his name? I don't know. I can't pronounce it. I don't get a point. So the or three say, points. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's, it's a, maybe a little bit more complicated than that. But those are the three, I think, specific things that they ask people about. And some people have very, uh, very, very high cues uh, amongst, across the populace, you know. Of, of the different types of people we are here in America. As someone that has good cue all the way across, from when I was very popular with Latinos, very popular with black people, Asians love them, or her, uh, you know, and old people, young people. So they break it up, and they get it, and then they combine it into an overall cue. Yes. And uh, at one point, I had a pretty good cue when my sitcom was on. I forget where I was going. Oh, yeah, yeah. But Johnny Carson... 
who said you can't make everybody happy. Had a huge, for years, had a very high cue. Everybody knew who he was, what his name was, what he did. And, and mostly everybody liked Carson. But even he had people that would complain to him and, uh, and about him or not like him. I mean, you know, no matter what it is, you're going to find somebody that just is going to disagree with the population. They'll go against the grain. I'm sure you can find somebody that does not find puppies cute. <laughs> Where? I don't know. But somebody you'll find somewhere if you said, hey, they're a baby puppy. I don't like them. Somebody's going to say that. So W.C. Fields, right? Yeah. I get away, kid. You bother me. Yes. Um, but you can't make everybody happy. So you know what? You just, uh, you just, and, and you'll drive yourself crazy if you do. If you try to make everybody happy. It ain't going to happen. Wasn't it Robin yeah, I think Williams? this is in your life. I think this is a, in, in everything. The customer is always right. No, sometimes the customer is an asshole. <laughs> I learned that because I work with people. I think and, it was. Uh, I think it was Robin Williams who said you can make some of the people some of the make some of the people happy some of the time and jerk the rest off. That's what <laughs> yeah. he said. No, it's, it, it, it's true. So, and people have different tastes. I don't know. I don't get people. I guess I, I guess I'm glad there's such an abundance of shapes and types and thoughts and everything. I can't think it keeps the world from uh, keeps the world laughing. But is that more about? Saying you can make some people happy some of the time, you can't make everybody happy all the time. Isn't that is that more about the public or is that more about you? Is it make does it is the intention to make you stop worrying about what people think or is the goal to get you to stop being a people pleaser? Because you know people like that, right? Who just say yeah. yes to everything. Right. You know, can you and come I, help yes. me move? Can you come right. watch my dog for the weekend? Can you help me produce a podcast? You know, some people just can't say <laughs> no to certain things. And, uh, you know, so I don't know if it's a, I don't know if it's reflective I don't or know. introspective. It's a little bit of both. I, I find that I, uh, I think people like to know that you're, that you don't give a shit. And when I say I don't give a shit, that's that really not true. It's, sometimes actually, I think I give too much of a shit. I, 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 I care too much about, about things. you know, we were out walking with my wife the other day. We were walking and I usually pick up litter. Uh, if I see stuff, and there was like a half a gallon of milk carton sitting in somebody's yard, which I don't understand. I don't understand how someone, you know, you come back and forth from your house, how you could not, number one, see a half right. a gallon milk, empty milk carton sitting in your yard, yard right. number one. And number two, not to go over and fucking pick it up and put it away. You know. Anyway, so we're walking down the street, and she saw me. I kind of veered off, starting headed towards this milk carton. And it's not my yard. It's, you know, four or five houses away but i just think you know the neighborhood yeah and she said no you know with the way things are now with germs and shit oh yeah no don't pick that I said, but you know i just want to put it in a trash can no no so i had yeah. that and you know i i i give a shit but it's it doesn't new- mean i don't it doesn't mean i i don't give a shit about what people think you know uh that i would like you know cut in front of somebody trying to go through a door or try to get off you get on the elevator before yeah. somebody got off or, or that. It's because I do care that, uh, you know, I, I pass niceness off or try to be considerate. So in that shape, I really do care. But do I care what people think, what people think about what I think? No. 
No, your calculus is just different than everybody else's. Everybody's calculus for things like that is slightly different. Like for me, holding doors, uh-huh. I I always imagine a ten foot radius. And if I'm holding the door and I let somebody mm-hmm. through, and there's somebody that just crossed into that ten foot radius, I have to hold the door for them too. <laughs> and then you turn it into a doorman. I find myself getting annoyed with myself for yeah. keeping myself married to the standard of this 10-foot rule that I made up in my fucking head. Nobody told That's me. That's a reasonable room. That's a reasonable room. I'll yes, but I find myself people. getting annoyed for the, you know, this next guy just walked into my space, and I'm like, fuck, all right, I got to hold the door for you, too. Meanwhile, nobody's hired and, me. And, if it, and the bad part is if it's, if it's at a restaurant... <laughs> They're going to go in there and get reservations ahead of you. <laughs> Not the kind so of places you go. we go. Yeah. No, I mean, I hate, to, I hate to say it, but no good deed goes unpunished. It's true. But I don't think that's totally true either. I, I don't know why. I don't know. Just getting around. Anyway, listen, that really wasn't a subject, but... Uh, no, you'll, you'll, you'll find something nice turning into a chore eventually won't you yes that's you know the kind the kind deed that you've started out with all the great intentions eventually you will go "Ah, here's that fucking thing again you know i'm i'm always in a hurry it seems in my Mm -hmm. head and in my life sometimes because of the circumstances and other times because i put it my my own head i mean i sometimes I, i mean i think to myself you know, if I stand here holding the door, for example, uh, how much, if I do that all the time, how many months of my life do I stand holding the door for other people to <laughs> go like, in and out of? I learned you know, that so shit from my I'm dad, always, man. I'm always trying to, because I'd rather be like driving. I, I don't particularly care to drive. It's nice. Uh, you know, you get driving in the South or something. It's entertaining. Yeah. I don't particularly, to me, the point is to be there. Right. Not, not to get there. <laughs> it's like in an elevator the point is to be on the 85th floor not to get to the 85th floor unless it's one of those open elevators where you can see how then it's yeah. entertaining and at least there's some added entertainment value to this. i have a certain amount of impatience that i inherited from my dad yes, but mo- mostly mostly i do like the road trip i do like the i like road trips listening to something on the way and really being Intimate yeah. in a way with somebody that you just can't be under any other circumstances. You're in a you know little box hurtling down the highway, you right. know, listening to something, and there's nothing else to do but kind of be in each other's presence. And uh, yeah, I do. I really enjoy road trips. Not with little I do. kids. I think though, the thing of stopping. I, again, you know, my dad was in the army. We drove everywhere. I mm-hmm. every little you know haunted house and and the tilted world and. Uh, the, the mystery house that leans to the left and, and, and Santa's village and deer parks and alligator farms and all that stuff. I've had mm-hmm. all those, those roadside attractions. So yeah. I've been all over the, uh, the country. And, and I do, I think America is very, very versatile mm-hmm. and a great place to drive. But there is the, the thing about the road trip is that the other person that you're with, if it's just two people, that's the only person that you have to worry about making happy. You yeah. know what I mean? And if right. they're not happy, the road trip is a, just a fucking torture. 
right? Well, that, so you what... have to make that person happy or you have to keep that person happy in order to enjoy the trip yourself. It's symbiotic. It's synergistic. It's all those words that upper executives love to use these days. And you don't have to stop and pee every once in a while. Yeah, sure. Because some of us have bladders like thimbles. Yeah. Well, my dad, <laughs> my dad used to, when we would go traveling, uh, my mother would say, you know, oh, I have to pee, I have to pee. And sometimes there was no place to pee. They didn't even have those little, you know, back in the 50s and back, sometimes 60s, they didn't have these little stop, uh, highway stop stations they have mm-hmm. now with the, with the big toilets. There was you know, maybe a picnic table if they had that. And sometimes there was nothing. So you'd have to stop alongside the road. And my dad used to make a makeshift bathroom by open, you know, pulling off the side of the road and then opening up the back door to the car and the front door, creating some sort of a little uh, sh- uh, bathroom stall there for my, uh, for my mother. Sure. You know, so, so she could go get that space between the, the front door and the back door. <sighs> and then he would keep an eye out. And then he always used to like to sometimes just to mess with her when no one was coming. He'd go, oh, the wind blew, and he'd shut the door on one of the the doors. He'd go, don't do that, I'm not done yet. Maybe that's what those suicide doors were for, because they swing open and they make kind of a stall-like space. Yeah, that's exactly. Sure, sure. Yeah. We ended up traveling again. We're trying to make people happy, and we ended up traveling, Bill. Always gets gets around to the road, doesn't it? Yeah. Trying to think. It's all, you know, and everywhere you go, just about any town, they've got something that they've dug up that they are uh, proud of. You know, just some some sort like of thing that happened. biggest ball of twine type things. Yeah, that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've got a friend of mine in Michigan. He's from a town where they say uh, uh, <laughs> the flannel capital of the world. Not Seattle. No. Wow. No. No, this, I, forget, I forget what the name of the town is, but they claim to be the flannel capital of the world. Mm. And I guess they used to have a lot of flannel and still do have a lot of flannel made there. Why that's important, what kind of statue you'd put up with that. There's a place here in Texas, I forget what her name when she was a big uh, woman golfer back like in the 30s or 40s. Peggy... Uh... Big woman golfer. Very, I think she won Olympic. Lopez. Uh, Lopez? I know, I don't know. Who Why she is was. that coming up? I don't know, but I kind of knew who she was. When it, and they said, oh, this is her, the hometown of her. No, oh, huh. okay. Well, I might truth, have to take that. Truth or consequences, New Mexico. There's that. Yep. I think some of the better places are in the Georgia, North Carolina, South Carolina kind of areas. A lot of, mm-hmm. still, I drove through there recently. And they still have a lot of roadside stands where you can get pickles and jellies and, and things like that and great little barbecues and that kind of thing. That keeps people happy. The barbecue? God. If you barbecue doesn't make you happy, you're broken. That's what I think. Well, you know, the funny thing down in the South is that some of the best barbecue and, bar- and, and, and fried chicken uh, is at gas stations. Yeah, yeah, little stalls. <laughs> it really is. They just make one thing and make it really, and they, they, really well. a, When I was in North Carolina recently, I was driving around, and um, I saw these gas stations, and they were crowded. And really, and people got gas, but 
They were there for the fried chicken. Yeah. And it was, sure. it was, it was great. Yep. Was it, Ka- was it Nancy Lopez? No, I don't. No, I don't think I'm so. Kind of, I'm looking at female female golfers because I, you know, she was, I, like, she was like the twenties or thirties, I think. Oh, that far back. That far back. Kathy Whitworth. Uh, no. I'm just going to name the ones that are in black and white. Patty Berg. Uh, no. Louise Suggs. There's a lot of famous women. I just typed famous really? female golfers in Google, and holy shit! Why do I, I got a list here? Dinah Shore was uh, supposed to be a good golfer. Is that she right? Dinah Shore uh, tournament. You know who? You nobody know remembers who, who Dinah Shore is anymore. You know who looks weird golfing? Alice Cooper. You ever see Alice Cooper golfing? Boy, it looks weird. I know but... Alice Cooper. Do you really? Yes, he used to play racquetball. He lives in Phoenix. <laughs> see? How incongruous is the stage know, presence know, of Alice Cooper with he the fucking loves, makeup he, and the guillotine, and he's I golfing know. and playing racquetball. It's great. He, lo- he, loves, uh, he loves golf. He plays a lot. He has his own tournament there, actually. Yeah. 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 I ran into him in North Hollywood. I, ran in- I used to play racquetball for a while. I really miss it. I love the game. Because mm-hmm. It's the only sport I've ever really been into. Only sport I've ever like bought stuff for and did for any extended period of time. I wish I could do it more. But um, there was a racquetball court in North Hollywood that I used to go to all the time. And I used to see all sorts of celebrities there. And one of them was uh, Alice Cooper. And interestingly enough, he recognized me. Wow. Because he knew me from, from Tony Rolletti. From Fernwood Tonight, yeah. From Fernwood Tonight, yeah. He goes, hey, you're... Of course, I knew who the fuck he was. And I'm not a big musician guy. There's many, many musicians that could have come up to me that I would have had no idea who they were. But, of course, I knew it was... Because he still kind of looks like that. Oh, he's very striking, yeah. He's he's unmistakably Alice Cooper. He said, oh, you're Tony Rolletti. I love you, man. Blah, blah, blah. And I I thought, wow, Alice Cooper. Wow. Because when I was in high school, again, I was a big music music guy, but we always used to, at the end of the uh, end of the semesters, you know, school's out for oh, yeah. summer. Oh, me too, 92, and, yeah. yeah. But he used to talk, he loved Tony Rolletti because he said, uh, he said, you do something that's hard to do. And I said, well, it's not my singing. He goes, oh, no, no, it is, it is. He, said, what you, he used to say, what I would do, and I've heard this from other musicians, and again, I don't know anything about. They say I would jump from one, from not one octave. Is it register? Like right, right. Go yeah, from, from one, chest to head register. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but just go up a note in the other octave. Yeah, like yodeling almost. Like Slim it was Whitman a weird thing. To, they, yeah. they tried to explain it to me. I'm not sure what it was, but it was some sort of singing trick that I could do through no talent of my own, by mm-hmm. any means. Because it was purely out of ignorance. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I I played um, I played racquetball with uh, Moon Soleil Fry, Fry Soleil Soleil Moon Fry from Punky yeah, Brewster. Soleil, yeah, Punky Brewster. That's yeah. what I know. Right? Punky Brewster. I could forgot the name. Yeah, she was there one time. And, you know, sometimes I mean, of course, I was you know in my thirties, and she was I don't know how old she was, she was like nineteen or something. But she was hanging around looking to play a game. So I, said, oh, I didn't really recognize her. But until afterwards, and hey, playing, playing, beating Punky, Punky Boost Brewster, huh? I said, oh, man. And then uh, Tony Dow came in. I used to play ball there. Um, from, leave it to uh, Beaver, the older leave brother. Leave it to Beaver, yeah. yeah. And then, yeah. And then uh, William DeFore. 
Defoe. I saw him there. Willem Defoe. Willem Defoe. Yeah. Wow. That's that's he's a heavy a, one. That's a heavy he's, name. He's a striking looking guy because he's so weird looking. Man, one Willem think, Defoe is worth about ten Tony Dows. I think. In oh, the, is it in the oh, celebrity okay. exchange I'm, I'm rate? Trying, yeah. I'm trying to remember who because it was North Hollywood, so there's a lot of people that would go play at this place. Mm-hmm. I, I loved it. It was it was a great racquetball. Wow! 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 That doesn't, uh, but I, I loved playing that. Did you do the new racket joke when you went? The new racket? Yeah, the new racket joke. I got a new, I went to, oh, handball. Oh, oh, <laughs> handball. Hand, I got a new no, racket. No, no, no. <laughs> this was a really nice place. They had uh, all these courts and, uh, and it was just, uh, it was great. It would be really busy. Yeah. I don't know. I like racquetball because it's three dimensional. It's not like back and forth, back and forth, back and forth like tennis. It's you know up above you, behind you, on the ground. Uh, I love and it. and you're in this room that has no wall, no windows, no door. If you shut that door, you can't really see where it is. Mm. So you kind of feel like you're in a mental ward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> you and another guy. You know, but it, I was but, I was thinking when you mentioned racquetball courts, I was thinking, boy, if I was younger and like in like a student, a film student. Mm-hmm. You know, a student where you basically just have four years to think about shit, really, mm-hmm. and come up with unifying theories of them. I would do such a piece on the cinematic trope of the racquetball court because it's always two shitty dudes planning something nefarious in a racquetball uh-huh. court, or someone gets tuned up a little bit in a racquetball court. But there's so many movies that have featured. The racquetball court. And I wonder if it yeah. has to do with that blank tabula rasa kind yeah, of. Yeah, that is. You're in that white room there. space. Yeah, yeah. White yeah. space is this opposite of limbo. The reverberation. And yeah, the, the fan. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, I always liked it because it was three dimensional. I mean, you could hit a ball and it was, you know, it would hit off of one wall and hit on the other and then hit on another. And sure. And end up coming down from you from the roof mm-hmm. or behind you. If you hit it hard enough, it would. Would bounce and then you had to. If it bounced off the ball behind you, you had to time it where it would land, kind of be, yeah. to then hit it again. That was, I just loved it. You ever was, seen people play squash? No, oh, I always man. thought that was isn't that. I always thought that was synonymous: racquetball and squash. No, I think a squash court is a little smaller. Oh, and, and more claustrophobic. And you, Excellent. And yeah, more, and and you play with this thing that looks more like a badminton hmm. racket. Got a mm. long handle on it, and the squash. I don't. I'm sure they don't call it a ball, but it's like about the size of a maybe, maybe the size yeah, of a, squ- uh, right, yeah, a golf that ball. I think about it. It's and more. It doesn't dense. bounce. Yeah, it's more. It dense. doesn't bounce. Yeah, it doesn't bounce worth shit. It it will bounce, kind of bounce off of things. Yeah, but it's not like a ball where it'll go boom, boom, boom. It just goes boom, boom, and it's dead. Huh. And consequently, it can uh, if you get hit by it, it's kind of like a bullet, or like a motherfucker. Yeah, like yeah, high well, lie, man. People die playing that fucking game. You ever you seen know, that high a, lie? Oh yeah, we used to have that in Florida all the time. It's like a, it's like a you, you take that little round, yeah, that, that tubular thing. Uh-huh. I imagine you get a you get a lot of speed off of that because you get that extra fling off of that uh, even. curved. I'm sure there's a name for that thing too. The yeah, curve, right. It's not a racket because yeah. you don't hit it. Scoop. But yeah, yeah, highlight is just a, yeah. It just 
It's very it's popular incredible. in Rhode Island. I guess there's a lot of like underground or overground betting. I don't know. Oh yeah. Yeah, seems like it seems like Hialai and uh horse racing and dog racing. That kind of all goes together. Yes, yes, they have a lot of dog racing out of Florida. Yeah. Hialai is actually uh I think kind of started in Cuba. Oh. They used to have that down there. Mm. The dog racing in Hialai in the St. Petersburg area where, where <laughs> I was. Let's see, That's, what other yeah. crazy, silly crazy. little games people like? Do you ever play cornhole? <laughs> hey, listen, don't, we don't I need to talk about my college that. days, Bill. <laughs> I know. Who would name a game cornhole? Well, it's fucking funny, isn't it? No, my to me, my my dad. That meant a whole different other thing. Well, that's why it's funny. That. Hey, you want to go in the backyard and, <laughs> and play cornhole? cornhole? <laughs> you know. They play that down here. You know, they also have, you know, they have down here in Texas is uh, <laughs> chicken shit bingo, <laughs> where they take an area and knock, <laughs> block off these, are like, uh, almost like a kino board. They do it with cows, too. It's a, it's like yeah, a county yeah. fair kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Yeah. And you bet on where the right animal is going to lay a turd, and then you win money. Lay a turd. Yeah. I, I guess cornhole is for people that are, Afraid of a hard horse horseshoe. <laughs> That's exactly it, right? Remember jarts in uh, the eighties? Uh, oh, the the things that would kill you? The fucking lawn darts, man. We oh, had yeah, a darts. set, and boy, oh, yeah. did I love those. Love yeah. them. And uh, yeah, I guess a, I guess a few people a few, got impaled, and yeah, like, I got impaled. They thought mm, maybe not a good idea. It's, it's like the it's like the company that put out that weight loss candy in the early 80s aids oh AIDS. Yeah. <laughs> oh god yeah, can AIDS. you just imagine the poor ceo up up at night in bed watching the news story about this oh, new yeah. disease called aids we're ruined honey we got to get rid of the boat we're ruined i'm gonna it, be dead <laughs> it killed him it killed it right away too <laughs> Oh fuck yeah! Man. I don't know. That's too and, funny. And, um, what's this? There's, uh, there's uh, garden, not garden, bowl, the bowling they have down in Florida too. They have a lot of sports for oh old bocce, we're, bocce ball. Yeah. Yes, yes. And lawn bowling. Yep, that's the same thing, right? Yeah, I think it's so. And then the uh, the pushing of the uh, the thing with the stick where you push it and it's cross between hopscotch and uh, and and shuffleboard. Yeah, shuffleboard. Shuffleboard, yes. yeah, shuffleboard. Boy. That's 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 another cinematic thing. It's always the altercockers around the shuffleboard, and yes. uh, you know the young son comes to talk to the dad about something, and there's always yeah. this shuffleboard generational divide. Yeah, in Florida, they used to have parks would have shuffleboard areas, with mm-hmm. lots of business, and I'm sure they do mm-hmm. still. If you went to St. Petersburg, Florida, you would still see uh, shuffleboard. Yeah, sure. See delis everywhere too. <laughs> no, not anymore. No, Maybe, no, 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 not anymore. They used to have delis. They used to have them in St. Pete, where I was. They used to have delis and cafeterias, mm. old cafeterias. Yeah. Um, but no, uh, there there are still some delis down in the Miami Beach area. But there was one called Wolfie's. Mm. They were very popular. But delis just. Uh, I hate it when non-Jews open delis. It pisses me off. <laughs> because 
because they yes. never do it right. Like a this white one, couple opening up a Mexican restaurant. Yeah, or, it's just not. Yeah. There's, there's one around me where I live here, and I guess there's a Polish guy opens kind of a, a sushi chain. joint. Yeah, it's called it's called the uh, Jason's Deli, <laughs> and uh, you know it just sucks for people that have, that have never been to an actual deli before, a Jewish deli in New York, and it's just pathetic, and I just. It, it pisses me off. Oh, you have to taste the guilt in the food. If you can't yes. taste the guilt, it's not really authentic deli. Yeah, and if that sandwich is under twenty bucks, it's, <laughs> it's not any good. If, if good, it's smaller good Jewish, than a human head, it's probably good, good inauthentic. Jewish too. pastrami is going to lay you back twenty twenty five dollars. I bet. Is it really? No. Yeah. Oh yeah. I've been in a place but you know like what? That recently, you can't eat that all at once. I know. That's like three meals. Dude, that's like that two million, thing. like two, three meals. It's huge. A real one. Yeah, it's more, but it's, you know, you go, wow, look at this. I, I'm, I'm stuffed and I got to take home half. What's that's that? Stupid. What's the one up in Canada where they, uh, where they skid that little, that metal ball? Oh, curling. Curling, yeah. yeah. Why they call it that? The stone with a handle on it. Yes, man. the stone with the can, and then the guy with the broom in front of him. Yep. I can never understand what he's trying to do. Is he trying to direct it? Is he trying to slow it down? Yes. Is he trying to speed it up? Yes. There are things you can do to affect the the amount of water on the surface of the ice to either slow it down or like if we if we partially melt this side it'll pull in this direction and really we, yeah yeah and it's oh it it's getting close like... to the target so let's slow it down since so we can you know That's so weird. yeah there's a lot of control you can have with the it's too, too bad you can't do that with pool after you hit the ball, then you can kind of chase it and bump it around. Well, the pool table would have to be the size of a football field to order in order to react that quickly. Uh, yeah, that's true. Mm. I was up in Canada once and, and, and made fun of curling. And they didn't like that. Oh, <laughs> boy. I, boy, I, that joke I, is... I was, I was in one of these little towns uh, in Saskatchewan, I forget. You know, there's a, there's a town called Moose Jaw. Of course there is, eh? There. Yeah, yeah. They got a few little towns up there. They're kind of like farming communities that you'd find in Iowa. Yeah. Except they're, they're way the fuck north in Canada, mm-hmm. out in the middle of even nowhere. Yeah. More nowhere. Almost pre-industrial, you know? Yes. Yeah. It just, like, everybody knows everybody. Everybody's got the same, one of three last names. <laughs> And I was there. What and I was their eyes doing, are just a little too close together. Yeah, just a little and, too close. And I was doing my comedy and i thought well i'm gonna make fun of the curling i'm sure they'll find that because oh, oh, oh. oh no 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 hey no make fun of the curling man <laughs> and you no, know what I else just... i don't get maple syrup <laughs> <laughs> and ann murray and fuck no. gordon lightfoot good night you've been <laughs> awesome <laughs> No, if you're gonna do local humor, you better make sure it's good. But I, they didn't like the curling joke. I think they must have must have been a curling factory that made those little stones. Yeah, I bet those are expensive. Oh, I bet you they are. I bet you. I they bet are. that's an expensive little item. Yeah. Do you have your own? Do you bring your own stone? And what about yeah. the brush? Yeah. Oh no, you got. Can you imagine? I've got this broom broken in just the way. I like it. And then the handle breaks. And you know, (laughs) so I I bet you. Can you get rich off of that? I mean, I know you can make them a lot of money if you're a good bowler. Only every four years or eight years. See, see, just for a joke, if I had like Canadian friends and I lived up there, 
and they said they wanted to go curling, uh-huh. I'd, bring a, I'd bring a curling iron. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm ready to go. Yes. Yeah. They wouldn't like that. No, they wouldn't. Okay, folks. That's a half an hour. That's it more is. than a half an hour. I don't know exactly what we talked about, but it seems interesting hour. at the time. It's a, you know, it's, it's, it's a half an hour. It's a spec. It's a spec half hour. It's it's right. two guys it's, shooting it's, the shit, keeping you company. It's two part. It's two parts of going to the store. That's right. Listen, the first fifteen minutes, and then going up, and then coming back. You can listen. To you. <laughs> is that how you break it up in your head? I guess so. <laughs> either, either that or a short nap in the afternoon. I always feel like a little like anxious going to the store, and I don't know why. It's just the leaving the house thing. I don't know. Anyway, that's that. I don't know. That's, that's why I shop at night. <laughs> that's right. That's right. You do shop at night. I shop at night. I stay away from people. I used to do that. There's some things I can't get, because, you know, like the meat department's usually closed up, and the deli department, but they, they have alternatives that I can for the most part. Sure, sure. All I've right. been... I've, I've been exercising uh, social distancing for a long time. That's right. That's why you're trained for this. Yeah. God damn. Anyway, right. that's the show. Um, I, I, I guess we should mention our, mention our sponsors. The first one is CAD Audio, C-A-D Audio. They make all sorts of great uh, audio equipment, speakers and mics and amps, and just go to cadaudio.com, mm-hmm. and you can take a look at all their great equipment. <clears throat> That they sell for a very reasonable, reasonable price. You know, the last um, last show I have to mention, I, I I listened to myself. I was smacking my lips a lot. Mm. It was it pissed me off. <laughs> you, know, you know, but, but I was listening, so I, I kind of make sure this this show I didn't smack my lips. There's a psychological condition where people tend to fixate on, and it's very common. They fix on fixate on things that other people just do not even register and they obsess on it and i well i'm not obsessing i've just noticed i'm self-critiquing myself sure yeah sure but i think you place enormous weight on verbal tics and i uh, i do because i try not to be you know i try to be a professional broadcaster if you will and i try not to be uh i notice when i make food videos too when i was over in bangkok i was eating food and yeah, well, hey. And, and but, you know, not that uh, eating in itself isn't all that disgusting anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and I try not to, not to talk, smacking and mm-hmm. doing that. But I, I guess when I see myself, I, I'm my own worst critic. So, anyway. Mm-hmm. Our, 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 our other sponsor is uh, Click. Clear Click. <laughs> click, yeah, Clear Click. <laughs> clear, cl- I always have trouble saying this, and it's terrible when you have a sponsor and you can't say their name. <laughs> ClearClick, ClearClick.com. Um, they sell this great little gadget for duplicating videotapes and all that old video stuff you got in the closet. Mm-hmm. Go to ClearClick.com. They got the ClearClick 2. It is an amazing little uh, contraption, unlike anything else, where you push a USB or an SD stick into this little uh, controller that they have about the size of a Sony PlayStation controller, and you just run your audio in there, or your new video, and 
you just push a button and it all goes on to either a USB stick or an SD card and it has its own little screen, it has a little uh, speaker. You know, I haven't mentioned that in all the times we've been speaking about this. It has its own speaker built in too. Mm -hmm. So um, you can use that uh, and it's an amazing thing. Go take a look at it. And don't pay some big company 400 bucks to duplicate your videotape. It's real simple. Just get a clear click at clearclick.com. That is right. Well, Jason. Yes. It's been nice talking to you. Nice talking to you. I can't make everybody happy. I'm I'm sure that didn't happen here. <laughs> but uh, that's that's the show, the Kirkenbauer Half an Hour. Uh, tell your friends. If you don't like the show, tell your enemies. And we'll see you here next time. All righty. This is the Kirkenbauer Half an Hour to the Second Power with Bill Kirkenbauer and Jason Wilway. Post-production by Chad Watson. Sponsored by ClearClick and CAD Audio, a Legends of Comedy production.